I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. All right, so welcome back to another episode of what we're calling French Toast and Happily Ever Afters, Navigating, Finding the One. And again, if you want to know what this is about, I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, interesting title for your season, French Toast. Why French Toast? You got to listen to episode one. In episode one, I break it all down. But today I'm excited. I'm excited where our guest today is from the motherland, Africa. And he happens to be the husband of one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, one of my sisters from another mother. His name, without further ado, is Carl Zoa. Carl, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I'm really excited to get into this. And just for our listeners to hear just a little bit about your journey. And I don't know if you subscribe to this idea of finding the one, but I will say your journey of finding your life partner. So yeah, Carl, can you tell us a little bit about you? I know I, I introed and said that you're from the motherland. So yeah, let us know exactly where you're from. You know, what do you do for a living and anything else that you want our audience to know about you? For sure. Yeah, as you mentioned, my name is Carl Zoa. I was actually born and raised in Zimbabwe and I've lived there for 18 years of my life. And then I had to move to Swaziland, which we now call Eswatini. And this is where now I live now here and I work here. And this is where also I found my beautiful wife. And so, so that's basically a short brief story about my life. But, you know, as someone who grew up from a dysfunctional family, you know, it was very important for me to find someone that I could see, I could be able to build a family with. And so it took me some time to get it right, but eventually I found the one. And I do subscribe to that thought that you can actually find the one. So that's just a brief summary or brief story of my life. Exciting stuff. What do you do for a living, Carl? I'm actually a youth pastor at one of the churches here. And I've actually been a youth pastor now for more than 10 years. So that's what I do, work with young So when talking about finding the one, especially with young people, it's kind of something that they don't really believe in and they don't think sometimes it's not true. So uh, being able to be in this podcast as well and be able to tell my story, that's a part of what I do almost every week. So it's exciting as well for me. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's jump into it. So our first question is, how did you know she was the one? <laughs> All right. There are a couple of things that made me realize that she was the one. I think the first thing is how beautiful she is. You know, like there's one particular day that I saw she was on stage at this church that she used to go to. So I was actually there and I saw her up there on stage doing announcements and I thought, man, she's beautiful. She's hot. I mean, so keep it real, keep it real. For real. I mean, from that first moment when I saw her, we actually known each other before through her brother, who is actually a friend of mine, but we never really got to talk. So when I saw her that moment on stage, I knew there's something different about her. It's just the way she carried herself as well, you know the way she walked, the way she did things. There's just something different that was different from all the other girls that I probably had an eye on. And uh, for me, that caught me. And 
also the way that she was so passionate about God and the way she just so passionate about serving God, the way she just loved people. And so those were the things that drew me to her. And those are the things that made me realize that she was the one. And on top of that, when we actually started talking, I told her that I was interested in, I mean, I was pursuing her. I had these boundaries that I had for us that I told her about eight boundaries of things that if we were going to pursue a relationship, these were the things that we're not going to do. And the fact that she saw those boundaries and she was not afraid of those boundaries or um, felt like it was too much, she agreed to all that. And she was even willing to try do a relationship different than any other relationship she had. So that also caught my attention and that made me realize definitely she's the one. Ah, so you bring up something that I just want to talk about just a little bit and just to get more from you on that boundaries. Why was it so important for you to set those boundaries up? Well, it was important for me because I looked at my past relationships. Mm-hmm. They were all, I did the same thing and the outcome was always a bad outcome. And all my past relationships didn't have any boundaries. So after a lot of self-reflection and after a lot of just looking through life and looking through and listening to other people's experiences as well, I realized that it was important for me moving forward that I need to have boundaries to protect me and to protect her. And also at that point, that's not a point where I was serious about my next relationship being a relationship that leads to marriage. So it was not just anymore for playing around. It was now like intentional. This is what I want to do. My next relationship has to lead to marriage. And so I was particular in who I was looking at. And those boundaries actually helped me as well to identify the kind of person that I wanted to be with. Oh, wow. I know you have already spoken to some character traits that she possessed, but, you know, can you say some more on that as well? Like, what are some character traits that looking back, you know, where you started from, that was extremely important for you and how that has benefited your relationship today? The character traits I was looking at, first things first was she has to be a godly woman mm. because of the position that I was in, knowing that I was going to be in ministry. I needed someone who was also going to be a godly woman, not necessarily in ministry, but someone who would be able to be in ministry with me. And secondly, someone was humble. You know, mm-hmm. humility is a big thing for me is because when you're humble, then you can be able to experience a lot of things and go through a lot of things without really being affected because you can basically fit in a lot of things. Also, being kind has to be someone who's kind, mm-hmm. uh, someone who can be kind to people from different ages, different races, different backgrounds, love them regardless. And also, most importantly, being someone who's independent. I mean, it was a very important for me because that showed me that it was someone who's hardworking. Sometimes we think if someone is independent, it's like we think of it in a negative tone. And we forget that there's a lot of positives that can come out from someone who's independent because you can know that this is someone that I can trust on in terms when it comes to hardworking, when it comes to making decisions because of stuff that they've already been doing by themselves. So that was also a very important point for me. You know, funny enough, the episode before this, kindness was one of the key character traits that came out too. So I really hope our listeners are listening. And to be honest, these are people that don't know each other. They have no type of, you know, relationships. And I've specifically 
picked individuals that I know that I personally know that have no relations to the other. And so to hear that the recording before kindness was one of the traits that was mentioned, it just it's interesting to see those type of themes come out. So, Carl, what would you say would be one thing or a couple of things about relationships that you wish you knew back then? So something, you know, now that you wish you knew back then, because I know initially, you know, earlier on, you talked about the fact that you set boundaries because you looked at your other relationships and was just like, okay, I didn't set any boundaries here. They didn't have any. And like they all ended without actually achieving the goal that you wanted to achieve. What are some things that you now know about relationships? that you wish you knew at the beginning of your pursuing relationships? I think the biggest thing that I've learned that I wish I knew before was relationships have no selfishness in it. You have to mm-hmm. cut off selfishness in a relationship. And I say this because my previous relationship was all about what I can gain. And that's kind of the mentality with a lot of relationships even today what am I gaining when I'm getting to this relationship? It might be maybe I'm gaining money. Maybe I might be, you know, getting to satisfy my needs or, you know, I might get to not be lonely or or things like that. But it's all selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. And I've known now that I'm married that, you know, when you're now living with that person 24 hours every day for the whole year, you have to cut out a lot of selfishness. There's a lot of compromise that comes in because you now have to think about the other person and do stuff for the other person, even in times where you don't feel like doing that. So selfishness, you have to work on your selfishness, cut it out. And then the second thing was just getting to learn how to communicate. Mm, that's a good one. Because Asian is very key in relationships. And if we never get time to learn how to communicate, then it just messes your relationship up. And I didn't learn how to communicate. I didn't know how to express my feelings. I didn't know how to say how I'm feeling, you know. And especially as an African male, you know, you're told growing up that a man does not cry. Mm-hmm. You know, you're told to basically hide your feelings. And now when you're in a relationship with somebody, there are moments whereby I'm still the man of the house, but I still need to show my feelings and still need to express my feelings and tell how I feel. And that's something that has been a challenge after marriage now knowing that, oh, I have to do this because when I express how I feel and I communicate that clearly, it helps as well to know where I'm at. Mm, Yeah, so right there, I feel like you hit on this idea of vulnerability and just how hard that is, especially for most men to be truly vulnerable. So are you saying or in your experience, your ability or you growing into the ability to be more vulnerable, would you say that has helped your relationship a lot more? Definitely, it has. I think at the beginning of our marriage, that was one of the things that we constantly fought over, me not being able to express myself fully to her, not being vulnerable to her. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm thinking that's weakness. But for her, she's thinking it's strength. So even though, you know, our way of thinking is totally different. And because I'm thinking it's a moment of weakness, it's a sign of weakness, she's thinking it's a sign of strength, then that tends to clash because she's not seeing that strength, that emotional strength that I need to have. And I'm thinking, you know, it's emotional weakness, so I don't need to show her anything. And so that causes a lot of friction. That caused a lot of friction. So 
when I finally understood that and started to learn that our relationship has been better, I'm still working on it, honestly, because there are moments whereby I don't even understand how I'm feeling, but I know that I have to say something so that she's not left out in the corner somewhere wondering exactly what's going on. So I have to tell, look, I don't know how I feel right now, but give me a moment. Let me just figure this out and then I'll come back to you. And that has worked because now she understands, okay, I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. Let me just give him time sort himself out and then he's going to come back. And that has helped us a lot. Before I'll just keep quiet, go my way, not say anything and she'll be wondering. And then, you know, the fight continues for days and you wonder what's going on. <laughs> but the learning that and seeing that has really helped us. Ah, that's good. Good stuff, man. All right. Do you have any advice on how to make it through hard or rough times? From our, our experience, the things that have taught me about our relationship and that have helped us in our relationship through the difficult times has been, first of all, being brutally honest. That has been our motto, being brutally honest. It doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter what's happening and how it'll it'll make us feel at that moment, but being brutally honest about how we feel and what's going on. Because then it makes everything open in the air because there's nothing left or nothing hidden mm-hmm. because there's that honesty. So that has been even one of the foundations of the beginning of our relationship was always being honest. And so that has been one of the things that carried on even after our marriage, just being honest about how we feel about things. Secondly, has been praying together. We need to pray together, especially during difficult times. Praying together helps. It brings us closer together. We might not be happy. We might not be facing, looking, or want to look at each other eye to eye. But the fact that we can be able to come together and just say, okay, let's pray. And even if it's going to be a one-minute prayer, that still works because we're praying together, we're doing something together. And I think the last thing that I realized is, we had a very, very serious situation that we were going through. It was a very bad situation um, Mm -hmm. to the point that she wanted to leave. But then I realized that I can also leave. If she doesn't want it, I can also leave. If she doesn't want this marriage, I also, you know. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that it's a choice. I have to choose to stay, even in the hard times. And for her, it's a choice that she has to make to stay. What happens, what tends to happen is in marriages these days, what you tend to see is when people go through difficult times, they do not choose to stay. They always choose to go away, run away, because it's too difficult. I can't handle it. I'm just going to go away. You have to choose to stay. Just like we have a choice to love somebody. I choose to love you, so I choose to stay. And basically, that's what we say in our vows, that I choose to stay no matter what. And it's now actually acting it out and remembering that choice and actually saying it, I'm choosing to stay. It's hard, it's difficult, but I'm choosing to stay. Ooh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we've come to our final question. I feel like there's so much more that can be said, but we'll pick up on it another time. But our final question is, what would you say or tell your younger self? as it pertains to relationship. If you can go back to when you were a teenager, you know, say teenagers, hormones always raging, you know, and even now in the day and age, I'm also a youth director here at my church. And so seeing the young ones wanting to get in relationships and those who are in relationships 
Um, and it almost seems as if sometimes they feel like if they're not in a relationship, then they're missing out. So what would you tell your younger self yeah. as it relates to relationships now that you're on the other side? Okay, so now that I'm on the other side, I think first things first is know yourself. Sometimes we, especially young people, you tend to run to relationship without actually knowing who you are, where you stand. When I say know yourself, I'm talking about the situation you are in at that current moment. Sometimes we feel like we want to be in a relationship because of peer pressure. Our friends are being in relationships. And so I'm just doing it for the sake of being cool. or I'm just doing it now for the sake of people to stop just being on my back about relationships. So just get to know yourself. There's plenty of time to actually be in a relationship. And at that time, when you're just getting to know yourself and just being yourself, you need to know your worth, your value. You need to know what you're bringing in the relationship because everyone has to bring something in that relationship and learn the things that you're weak in. Like for me, if I had known before that communication was an important part of relationship, I would have learned how to communicate because if you think about it, basically communication is 80% of the relationship. Mm. Your whole relationship revolves around communication. If you're going to go somewhere, babe, I'm going somewhere. Even it's a small thing, but it's communicating. Uh, if you're hungry, babe, I'm hungry. Do you want to eat something? You know, it's those things. Learn how to communicate. Because for me, I realized that I was so bad at communication. Mm-hmm. I was really bad. And I would say things to her thinking that she understood it, but she heard it in a different way. Not because she's stubborn or not because she wanted to get it in, in a different way. It's just because I didn't communicate clearly exactly what I wanted or what was going on that she heard something different. So I realized that, oh, I need to work on that. And so there's there's a lot of aspects about relationship that if I had known before, it would have helped me not to go through all those hurts that I went through before I actually got married. And so there's a lot of aspects of growth that I need to do first before I actually get into a relationship. No, man, that's, that's really good advice. Well, Carla, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hop on here and chat with me and to share with our listeners, you know, a little bit about your story, about your journey as it relates to relationships. And I just hope that whoever listens will be blessed, will feel encouraged, will feel that they have a little something to help guide them on that path to navigating, finding the one if they haven't already found the one. And I also thought that you gave really good advice as it relates to, you know, if someone is in a relationship right now, this idea of we always have a choice and we do have a choice to stay, to work it out, to stick it out. If that's our choice, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of that. And that's something that we should probably press into. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor, like I said. Thank you. All right. So to end this off today, I actually have two different quotes. So one is from Paulo Coelho, and it says, the strongest love is the love that can demonstrate its fragility. And the second one is from Proverbs 31, 10 to 11. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to being with you again for our next episode. Uh, Until next time, take care of yourself. Thanks for tuning in.
Don't forget to share, subscribe, to like, to comment, do all that fun stuff. And, you know, just share the content. And if you are liking the content, please engage, comment. We love to see your comments and I'll definitely be responding. And if you know someone that you want to hear their story on the podcast, please again, reach out to me as well. You can find the contact information on my Instagram page, as well as on my website, francisthedreamer.com. Speak soon. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, LaToya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.